Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the special day that it is for Levi as you've made him and called him into your royal priesthood of believers. And we thank you now that we can settle ourselves and listen and learn from you. Please speak to us. Uh, open our hearts by your Holy Spirit and speak into our lives. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. To do a job, you need the proper equipment, don't you? I mean, that's not really up for argument, but even if you have the best equipment that money can buy, there's no guarantee that the job you're doing will be a success. There's something else needed. Let me give you an example. If I had a surgeon's kit with all the very best scalpels and needles and anaesthetic that money could buy, would you let me try and put you under anaesthetic? No. Seriously. I guess that means you wouldn't let me try a little bit of surgery either. I might cut your neck open looking for your appendix or something. Of course you wouldn't. It's ridiculous. A fine, you know, the finest scalpel might as well be a chainsaw in my hands. Right? You need a wise surgeon if you're going to go in for surgery or a less confronting possibility that won't give you nightmares of your pastor holding a chainsaw. Uh, Imagine the best stove, the best mix master, the quality ingredients all laid out on the bench ready to make a spectacular culinary delight. Now, just having it all laid out on the bench, Janelle will tell you, won't guarantee that I would be able to make you a delicious cake or dessert. You need a knowledgeable and wise chef to put those things together. Even if there are directions on the table and Janelle does that for me. She gives me, she gives me a menu with each item. She cuts up everything and puts it in a little dish and then I come along and it's a kitchen disaster. It's a flop. I can't put it together and she gets so frustrated. You can see her kind of tapping her foot and thinking, just let me in there, I'll, I'll fix it up. The point is, to do a job, you need the proper equipment, but you also need wisdom in order to use that equipment and get the job done. You heard this earlier when Peter read in the Lord's, about the Lord's dealings with Solomon in 1 Kings. Solomon, he had the title king. He had the, he had the credentials as the son of King David. Perhaps he even had a king's scepter, I'm not sure, but he's lacking something. And so God literally appears and manifests himself to Solomon in a dream and he asks Solomon to ask him for whatever he wants. Now, as you sit here today, what is it that you would ask God with a blank check offer like that? And would you ask the same thing for other people, the people around you, as you would ask for yourself? Or do you pray differently for others than you do for yourself? Solomon, he didn't ask God for silver or gold or even a share portfolio. He didn't ask God for long life free from illness or any kind of sickness or suffering. He didn't ask God to strike down those people that he didn't like and that caused him harm and stress. He wasn't out for vengeance either. It's amazing, he could have asked for all these things, but he didn't. Why not? Solomon answered the Lord, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David. 
because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in hearts. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne to this very day. The reason why is that Solomon was a a man who could look back at the Lord's record of faithfulness and it gave him confidence that all his basic life needs and, and necessities would be continually met by God as he lived in his promises. So Solomon prays asking for God for much more than just the daily necessities that he knows he's going to receive anyway. He prays expectantly. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I'm only a little child and I do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for who is able to govern this great people of yours. It's amazing. Solomon has the title king and he has the credentials. He has the equipment and now he asks God for a wise and discerning heart that he might listen to people, that he might understand where they're coming from and then make right decisions for their blessing. And so the Bible says the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked I will give you a wise and discerning heart. What about in your life? Could you benefit from a wise and discerning heart in the situations that you counter at home, in your workplace, even here amongst the people of God in the church, maybe especially here? Also recognise today that there are Two very different kinds of wisdom. Wisdom from above and wisdom from below that are available to you. And in his book, James names wisdom from below this way. He says, But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Wisdom from below is a frightening spiral It starts out as earthly wisdom, which is unspiritual, but then it spirals into this demonic behaviour. It's the kind of wisdom that's always asking, what's in this for me? It willingly tramples others to get what it wants. It willingly chooses to ignore the providence and the sovereignty of God because it thinks it knows better than everybody else, even God, maybe especially God. Wisdom from below tries to look really clever but it's really stupid and worthless in the big picture. And unfortunately, every one of us get caught up in this kind of false wisdom from below. But the call today is to turn away from it and look to something infinitely superior, wisdom that comes from above. James says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? And this is the kind of wisdom that flows from the cross. 
when Jesus went to the cross for you, when your sins were nailed to the cross with him and when he died that you would walk in his forgiveness, it was the greatest act of wisdom you and I could ever possibly imagine. It means that through your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you have access to this wisdom from above from your Father in heaven. Sure, the cross may be foolish to the world's ears, but it is pure wisdom, it is pure gospel in your ears. Listen to what Paul says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, that means everyone, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. And he goes on to say it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, our holiness and redemption. Godly wisdom from above not only guides your feet on a daily basis, but it keeps leading you back to your source of your salvation and the righteousness, the holiness and the redemption that you have only in the name and power of Jesus. That is the foundation that God has laid for you all. You see, wisdom begins at the cross where God goes to work in your life, forgiving sin and cleansing you and consecrating you for service as a royal priest in his household. That's what happened for Levi today. It's practical wisdom for every single day. And here's an important point, because then instead of stopping there, like many Christians think it does, but they're wrong, it doesn't, it actually, this wisdom from God continues to flow into your life as you live in relationship with God, seeking and receiving his wisdom from above for your daily life. How does that happen? Sounds so great. How does it happen? Where does the rubber hit the road? The same way Solomon received it. I don't know if you remember. Just ask God for it. God keeps it real simple. If any of you lacks wisdom, says James, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him or to her. Now this means you're going to have to acknowledge that you have needs that you can't meet for yourself and that can be a tough gig. You'll need to accept that a wise and discerning heart is a gift from God. That's what Solomon did when he laid laid it all out and was honest with God. But I'm only a little child, he said, and I do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. In other words, the task that you've given me, Lord, where you've placed me, it's huge. If I'm going to be successful, if I'm going to cope with all the demands in my calling in life, I'm going to need help. But couldn't we say the same thing for ourselves? You, all of you, are the Lord's servants where he has placed you in this life. You are a kingdom and a royal priesthood saved by the blood of Jesus on the cross. 
the Lord has placed each one of you where he wants you to serve him and his people here in far north Queensland. He has done that. You are here and you have a purpose. But have you ever felt inadequate and in need of wisdom in your calling? I can tell you I do every day. I'm pleading with God for wisdom. Have mums and dads like Carla and Michael here today and all of us ever been in need of heavenly wisdom as they raise their kids in the Christian faith? Have young guys and girls ever been in need of heavenly wisdom as they make big life decisions, as they grow up and mature? Do people who are called to serve in various roles in the church ever need a wise and discerning heart to fulfil their tasks? What about all Christians here in the workplace? Would you like wisdom as you live out your calling in ways that honour God and show integrity? Would you like access to the fountain of heavenly wisdom so that you might know exactly what to say when you're asked about your faith or when you're asked for wise counsel? And what about if you think beyond your own uh, initial needs? When people come to you from church or they tell you about their life and hardships at work, how are you going to respond? With wisdom from above? Or will you slip into handing out wisdom from below because that's what you know best? Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. That is a massive promise. Ask God for a wise and discerning heart as you live in your calling today and remember as you ask him that God uses special means to fill your life with his treasure and his spiritual gifts. He's already given you his greatest act of wisdom, Jesus Christ on the cross. That's been done. So how much more will he give you practical wisdom for your life in the world? Where does he do it? How does it happen? Well, he does it through worship services like he is now. He'll do it through family devotions. He'll do it through faith five, sharing, reading, talking, praying and blessing each other. Simple things like reading the Bible. He'll grant you a discerning heart as you learn from him and engage in all kinds of Bible-centred spiritual disciplines when you're on your own and when you're gathered together with your friends and the people of God. Which leaves us with one final question. Are you willing to take hold of the gifts God is offering you today and to ask him for wisdom? Let's finish by asking God to grant us wisdom in our calling. Let's pray. Lord God Almighty, please give us your wisdom from above that we would not only be equipped for our calling through Jesus' death and resurrection for us on the cross, but that we would also have the wisdom to respond to the challenges we face every day and to respond in ways that honour and glorify your holy name and encourage and build up your people. Please keep calling us into a living relationship with you and help us as we live in the various callings that you've given us in your world. We ask in Jesus' name.
Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds safe in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wisdom from God. Amen.